0: Money FM eighty nine point three, best of workday afternoon. Euro Money FM eighty nine point three. I'm Clarissa Montero for the workday afternoon today on Health Suites. We look at dancing for pleasure and exercise, but would you think possible injuries lurk in this fun pastime? Apparently, the answer is yes. We speak with Dr. Kevin Koo, orthopaedic surgeon, the Bone and Joint Centre at Mount Elizabeth Hospital to find out more. Coming up next on Money FM 89.3. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Health Suites on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero for the workday afternoon. On the phone with me, Dr. Kevin Koo, orthopedic surgeon, the Bone and Joint Center at Mount Elizabeth Hospital. Dr. Koo, welcome back to the show.
1: Hi, Clarissa, and thank you for once again having me on the show.
0: Absolutely, our pleasure. Now we all we all dance for pleasure. Some of us take it a little bit more seriously. We join clubs or CC activities for this social interaction. You know, the exercise, and honestly, for just some fun. Are there injury dangers that we don't consider because we think it's fun with this level of activity?
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right, Clarissa. Dance is a great way to be more active and has a wide range of physical as well as mental benefits however the range of body movements repetition and speed of movement can put a dancer at risk of an injury particularly if he or she is new and learning unfamiliar steps i guess in the course of today's show we will be sharing with our listeners what some of these injuries are how to prevent them as well as the treatment options available
0: Right, absolutely. Yeah. Prevention. I like prevention. But tell mm-hmm. us <laughs> tell us about <laughs> the different types of dance and maybe some of the most common injuries associated with those different
1: types of dance. Dance in its various forms are starting to become more and more popular in Singapore and they can vary from the more traditional dance forms like ballet, ballroom dance like salsa, cha-cha, tango, jazz forms like lindy hop, the modern variety like jazz, funk, and hip hop, and in fact, more recently, fitness dance such as Zumba, K-pop X, piloxing, pole dancing—they have also increased in popularity. Mm-hmm. And Singapore has seen a rise in the number of dance studios catering to these dance activities. And some of these dance forms, especially the more intense ones like salsa and piloxing, can be extremely vigorous and it can stress various joints, ligaments and muscle groups to the limit. And uh, although dance injuries can occur in the knees, hips, and back, the foot and ankle is by far the most commonly injured areas in dances. And over the past three to four years, I have seen a steady increase of 20 to 30% of such injuries in my own practice.
0: Okay, you, you've seen a rise in injuries to ankles and feet. But yep. does age play a part
1: at all? It certainly does, because in the younger dancers, or younger age group rather, dance injury can occur as a result of attempting to perfect techniques without proper coaching or progressive training. But in the more senior dancers, they tend to be due to a lack of proper conditioning before trying out a vigorous routine. And also, in the young and competitive dancers, they sometimes tend to push themselves beyond their limits, and they have this you know, the show must go on kind of mentality and they go on dancing despite their injuries and as a result, aggravate their condition. And while the more senior group, they tend to be more conservative, but due to their age, the time taken for them to recover may be longer as compared to their younger counterparts. So in that sense, age does play a role.
0: Okay, so does that mean that whether it is Younger people follow, you know, yes. dancing or older people dancing. The injuries that you see are still mostly feet and ankle related, or is it different in the different age groups?
1: I would say it's still mostly feet by far, feet mm-hmm. and ankles by far still outnumber the the rest of the regions, but they still can occur elsewhere, like in the hips, lower back, and the knees. Not so much in the upper limbs because dance is predominantly a very lower limb. Uh, legs and thigh and ankles and whatnot, driven kind of activity.
0: Right. We're yeah. speaking with Dr. Kevin Koo, orthopedic surgeon, the Bone and Joint Center at Mount Elizabeth Hospital. Now, we all go to the gym and we all do sports like running and and racket games and mm. and we know how to warm up before these activities. And usually, we're, we're maybe we're better guided because there are gym instructors and trainers. Yeah. But when you're when you are dancing, maybe there's also a possibility we're not thinking we have to stretch properly and warm up properly outside of, say, ballet, which is, you know, that is part of the overall exercise. But maybe some of the other ones that you mentioned, that is on top of reference for a lot of people doing it as a hobby? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So actually, like sports, some dance forms, can be just as intense and physically demanding Mm -hmm. and that is why it's just as important to have a proper warm-up routine before a dance session because a good warm-up not only prepares the body but prepares the dancer mentally as well to safely meet the challenges of a class, a rehearsal or even a performance and conversely a lack of a proper warm-up can put one at risk of dance injuries so you're absolutely right, Clarissa
0: Okay, so is that one of the places where the injuries occur? Where else, within a practice, within a dance class, uh, mm. do, do you think these injuries could occur?
1: I think beyond what we just mentioned, there may be some other risk factors for dance injuries, mm-hmm. such as inexperience, for instance, in the chosen dance style or poor technique, uh, which is why it's important to engage a good teacher or coach, especially when one is starting out. Right. Yeah, the other possible reasons could be fatigue. Because As a dancer gets tired, they tend to lose their form and this can lead to a fall or injury. And uh, thirdly, overtraining can also lead to a wide range of overuse injuries like stress fractures, for example.
0: Now, we've, we've all seen those uh, dance aunties, whether it's line dancing or mm. whatever, at CC activities, they're, they're so into it. Yeah. You know they're very dedicated to it, but that dedication does that lead to the injuries that we're talking about?
1: Sometimes it does. I did mention that the more senior dancers tend to be a bit more conservative as compared to their younger, competitive uh, counterparts, but it it may not be the case all the time. Some of the so-called aunties or the more elderly dancers who are into line dancing mm-hmm. at these they can some of them are so passionate about the muscular dance form that they can also push themselves beyond what their body can take.
0: Right, okay. Now let's talk about the importance of early assessments and treatment when an injury does occur.
1: Yes. Yes, most of the time dance injuries can be treated by simple measures like the RISE therapy. RISE uh, stands for Rest, Eyes, Compression and Elevation. Sometimes physiotherapy may be needed. However, on some occasions surgery may even be warranted, be, be it to repair a torn ligament or to deal with an area of cartilage injury. And early assessment is important to delineate the extent of injury as well as to institute the appropriate treatment. And it also increases one's chances of getting away with either conservative or minimally invasive treatment.
0: Okay. We're speaking with Dr. Kevin Koo, orthopedic surgeon, the Bone and Joint Center at Mount Elizabeth Hospital. Now, I've told you this before. I damaged my ankle in a water skiing accident. This is years and years ago, (laughs) right? But it was then that I discovered from a doctor just like you how common ankle injuries are. You know, whether it's a sprain or a a break or a crack, whatever it is. But I'm assuming that all these years later, from the time I injured my ankle and needed physiotherapy and and all kinds of good stuff, what new treatment (laughs) options are there for dance injuries, particularly on the ankles?
1: Yeah, so you're absolutely right in saying that ankle sprains are very common. Mm. In fact, ankle injuries constitute up to 30% of all sports-related injuries. And the foot and ankle is also the most frequently injured area in dancers. And surgery may sometimes be warranted if there's persistent pain and instability, despite con- the conservative measures that we have mentioned previously. And instability, I'm talking about recurrent sprains in the ankle. So a new procedure, a kind of breakthrough technique that has come out in recent years that we do at the Bone and Joint Centre at Mount Elizabeth Hospital is the Arthroscopic Brostrum ghoul Repair. The simpler term for this just means that it's a keyhole ankle ligament repair and it essentially involves two key aspects. Number one, to repair the ligaments which help stabilize the ankle joint and number two, to treat any associated cartilage injuries in the ankle at the same time. And this technique is different from the open traditional technique which uses a much larger incision for the ligament repair. The keyhole technique that, that has come out recent years, which I'm talking about, uses just a 2 to 3 millimeter incision for this as compared to a traditional open incision, which is about 3cm long. So it's tiny. And we've also recently published our results in the Journal of the American Orthopedic Foot and Ankle Society. And in this paper, I compared my patients that underwent the open traditional technique against those that underwent surgery using the latest breakthrough keyhole brostrom group technique and found that patients in the latter group, meaning patients who underwent keyhole surgery, had, number one, less pain after surgery, and number two, they also had better clinical outcomes at one year. And this is also the first paper of this nature published uh, by a Singaporean orthopedic surgeon. So we are very proud of that.
0: Oh, you should be very proud of that. Uh, <laughs> the question also is that, you know, the obvious follow-up question, at least for me, yes is if they do that surgery, are they completely healed from whatever the reason was that they needed it in the first place? Yeah,
1: so there is a little bit of downtime. This surgery firstly can be done as a day procedure. Mm -hmm. And after surgery, the patient can start low-impact activities like cycling and swimming from six weeks onwards and high-impact ones like running and jumping from three months. But they have to be progressive about these activities once they start and not be overly intense and, and re injure the that area that we're fixed in the first place. But yes, they can get back to performing the activities that got them the injury in the first place.
0: Right. Okay. And you're saying rehabilitation completely is about three months.
1: Yes. Three months they can start going back to high impact sports.
0: So it just means that they have to be patient.
1: Pretty much, yes. They do have to wait <laughs> it out for about three months, which can be an eternity for some Oh, I, I, dancers, I can imagine.
0: I Absolutely. <laughs> yes, you're speaking from personal
1: experience. like Absolutely.
0: I <laughs> oh, it's like every weekend, I'm like, can I go ski now? Can I go ski now? My doctors will right. be like, are you mad?
1: <laughs> right. That's I feel you. I feel you. <laughs>
0: now, you said earlier in this conversation that patients do have a tendency to ignore the aches and the pains from dance yeah. injuries. Now, yeah. what do you think is the most important takeaway message for them because you did say early assessment, early treatment yeah. is the best thing. Yes. So, what do you think the most important message for them is well, if if they are going to be silly and ignore the aches and pains and, and try to dance through them?
1: Yes. I, I find that many dancers do tend to ignore their discomfort and carry on dancing. And many of them have this mentality whereby the show must go on I got to keep dancing I want to perform irregardless and they continue training they continue rehearsing and performing even though they may be in pain so my advice would be to seek help from a medical professional for your injuries early so that the appropriate advice the appropriate treatment can be given sooner rather than later and the truth is most injuries when detected at the early stage can be treated either non-surgically or with minimally invasive procedures, like the keyhole method that we talked about. And these options may not be available in a condition that has been neglected or which has reached a severe stage. So the take-home message really is to seek treatment early, as you mentioned.
0: Well, I can understand it because as a dancer, you get used to the fact that there's no pain, no gain, you know, that kind of an attitude. But there are certain pains that you really shouldn't ignore. That's right. So that's how do you right. define them? Absolutely. Before I let you go, how yeah. do you define a pain that you rice it? And what is yeah. a pain that you okay, that's it. I have to go to the doctor.
1: My my personal advice for patients is after a dance injury or sports injury and you rice it and if within the next two to five days it doesn't get better, there's still intense swelling, you have difficulty walking then I would say that is the time to really go and seek treatment and advice from a medical professional.
0: All right. And on that note, we've been speaking with Dr. Kevin Koo, orthopedic surgeon, the Bone Thank and you, Joint Centre. You're very welcome at Mount Elizabeth Hospital. About common injuries, we can suffer from pursuing our interest in a yes. dance hobby. Thank you so much, doctor, for your time.
1: Pleasure, Clarissa. Catch up again.
0: Again, absolutely. I'm Clarissa Montero for Health Suites. This is Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.